The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Here we go. Time for the Buck Baloo Show. Broadcasting live in the Battery Atlanta at 680 The Fan Studios on Atlanta Sports Station, The Fan. 680 and 93.7. Listen on that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Visit Beaver of Toyota of Coming.com, the fastest and easiest way to shop online. And listen on that smart speaker you've got. And that's brought to you by South Point Financial Services, the mortgage professionals. More at SPFS.com. 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group. If you want to win your personal injury case, go to championshiplaw.com. We're the home of the world champion Atlanta Braves and the sports talk home of the national champion Georgia Bulldogs. And nice to be able to knock that out right off the top of the show. We got uh, Derek Thomas in the house ready to get to work. So is Sean Nurney, road dog on the road. Getting ready, I believe, Chuck and Chernoff out and about today. Hopefully your Tuesday is off to a good start. Another beautiful day in Metro Atlanta. And it's time to go to work. Bucks. Big. Take. Well, the Braves have played their best baseball of the season these last four games. Small sample size, I know. But after a slow, unimpressive start, this new Braves team has elevated its performance level. They've won three of their last four, scoring 24 runs. Let me do the math for you. Average of six runs a game. That will win you a lot of baseball games. Combine that with solid pitching and good defense. And what we have is a team that's about to go on a run. Morton's back on track. Freed is filthy. Kyle Wright gets the rock tonight, and he's been lights out. The bullpen, you know, is strong. Acuna has a hot bat. Swanson has warmed up. And now all we need is Olsen, Ozuna, Duvall, and Riley to pick it up a little bit. Folks, this just in. The Mets, they're in trouble. Because here come the Braves. That six-game lead will be gone in no time. And there's your big take today. Big story coming down yesterday as the NCAA has some new guidelines regarding college football and the name, image, and likeness deals that have been going on for close to a year now. It's the Wild West out there and the NCAA stepping up, trying to slow this thing down. As a matter of fact, what this is all about is one thing. They want to limit the boosters and their involvement in recruiting. They want to slow down these donors cutting deals with the athletes. These boosters with deep pockets, 
They get awful passionate about their football program. And they're willing to do things that, well, are not above board. So the NCAA stepping in and trying to slow that down. What they've done is taken aim at the collectives. You know what the collectives are? Those are the boosters. And you've got programs that have really stepped it up with the collectives. You've heard of these programs. Texas, Tennessee, Miami. And the NCAA is now moving forward. Now, what's happened over the last 8 to 10 months? Don't believe these new guidelines. uh, They will not be retroactive. I don't believe. Unless they run down some egregious violations that have been going on. This first year, there have basically been no rules in regards to the NIL. Now this is an attempt to rein in the excess that's been going on. And you know the thing, I, I really don't have a problem with these, uh, these guys getting paid as uh, college student athletes, but I do... And I I am bothered by these high school players, these five-star quarterback recruits that are paid up front. I mean, they hadn't played one down of football at the school, and they've already got a million-dollar contract. I mean, don't you have to do something first before you get paid? Normally, that's the way it works. And then also... You've got these collectives, these boosters that are actively involved in luring players who are already on campus to transfer to their school, which seems there, there seems to be something wrong going on with that too, in my mind. I mean, you got somebody already, they've signed a scholarship, they're playing at uh, school A, and here comes school B saying, I tell you what, if you transfer to our place, We got you a big NIL deal waiting on you. And then you know what? These players, they're gone chasing that almighty dollar. It's been the wild, wild west out there. And the NCAA now slowly trying to grab a hold of the situation. 404-231-1680, the phone number. Man, we love it when you call. Appreciate you being a part of the show. We're going to open up these phone lines today. Uh, If you got... Hey, something to say about these Braves trending up and running down the Mets? Whether it's this new NCAA college football guideline thing that came down overnight, would be uh, anxious to hear what you have to say with all that. So that is very interesting stuff. Time for the Buck Blue Show headline. Got a couple of book signings coming up. You know, I've got this new book out, Inside the Hedges, quarterback's journey to the 1980 national championship got a book signing this just in uh new news breaking overnight i've got a book signing in athens at the uga bookstore coming up this friday before the graduation ceremonies going on at sanford stadium we'll be signing from four to six at the uga bookstore this friday before the graduation ceremonies Uh, stop by and get a signed copy And if you can't make it by this Friday, remember the Georgia Bookstore has inside the hedges in stock, so you can pick one up anytime if you're in that Athens area. And then coming up on Saturday, a book signing in Macon, Georgia. 
Coming up on Saturday at the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. We'll be signing from 10 to 2, and doggone autographs is going to be on the scene with 15 Bulldog players off the 2021 national title team, and I'll be setting up shop next to those guys. You can find more there on uh, doggoneautographs.com, Instagram, and Facebook, and check that out. Also coming up later this month, Thursday, May 26th, I'll be at Eagle Eye Bookshop in Decatur, uh, hanging out there, looking forward to uh, meeting the people and hanging out with the folks there at Eagle Eye Bookshop in Decatur. You know, they've had Vince Dooley come in there and sign some some of his books. So quite an honor to be hanging out with those folks there. And some of what's going on with Inside the Hedges, if you don't want to wait on the book signing, come out and see me live, then uh, you can find that at uh, purchase the book at insidethehedges.com. All right, coming up next on the show, we got Tom Hart's going to join me. ESPN, SEC Network, we'll talk a little college baseball as we're winding down the season, getting ready to get into the college World Series run, and we'll talk a little college football, too. Tom Hart coming up next, Buck Belushio here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. It's a big Tuesday on the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. Got Nernie with a full breakfast today. He bought one and then got to the station and saw there was a free breakfast laid out. So, Nernie, tough call on you there. That's all right. I put a couple in the bag, and uh, I'm all squared away for lunch. Yeah, so you had breakfast and brunch today. And that free breakfast, uh, you never know when that locker room show is going to have some uh, free breakfast laying around. And then you don't know how long it's been laying around because, Lord, they get here about 530, don't they? Well, yeah, I think they have the policy that if someone's late missing that 6 o'clock deadline, then they owe the rest of the show some breakfast. So sometimes we can take advantage of that. I've heard that. You know, we can't do that on this show. No, we're never late. Well, if I'm late. Knock on wood. DT, you'd, uh, you'd have to you'd yeah, have to take charge, it's man. It's literally a, a one-man show. So, yeah, we need you here on time, Buck. I'll tell you what. There's some times in that Atlanta traffic out there I'm thinking I won't be late today. And I can't afford to be late doing a solo show. Well, we have a locker room. They got so many guys on that locker room show. You don't even know if if somebody's not there. (laughs) So it's a little bit different with those guys. Let's don't keep our guests waiting, man. Let's get to that Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line. 
Brought to you by Hobson and Hobson, obviously, the divorce and custody firm. Are you brave enough to take the first step? Visit areyoubraveenough.com to schedule a consultation. Let's bring on the lead play-by-play voice of the regular season in college baseball and also a big voice with ESPN's coverage of the College World Series. Friend of the show, Tom Hart, joins us. Tom, what's going on, man? I just wanted to put my two cents in. There's no such thing as an old breakfast. Breakfast can <laughs> always be eaten. You can warm it up. I, sometimes it doesn't even need to be warmed up. It, it's, as long as it's the same day, it's still good in my book. Yeah, and there's one of those guys seem to be late uh, quite often, so they're sharing that breakfast almost you know, five days a week. They've got something hot sitting in there. It's it's probably that former Georgia quarterback. He seems to have an issue getting up on time. <laughs> name and name. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Hey, uh, so what do you think overnight about this big NCAA uh, trying to rein in the booster collectives and the NIL deals? What, how do you think this is going to play out, Tom? It's going to be a mess. It's going to be even more of a mess than it's than it's been. I don't know how you put the toothpaste back in the tube Forward-thinking athletic departments and forward-thinking boosters to that end uh, were, were on top of this well before the NCAA was, and so the NCAA was left left in chase mode. I, I'll give you a quick example. In October, we're on the road in the SEC and out for a Friday night steak dinner um, put together by one of, the, one of the local guys. I won't name the school, but you could probably narrow it down pretty good. And... Uh, one of the guys at our dinner was, was one of their big boosters, and he shared with us in October what their plans were for their collective, which has since grown to be one of the largest, and how they're putting it together and who was putting money in and how much and, and how, they, how they were going to use it. I'm pretty confident that the NCAA had no inkling that that was going on in the fall, um, but those schools who got it going early reaped the benefits of it right off the bat when it came to recruiting and, and specifically transfers. And everybody else is left chasing. Here's another quick example. It's it's so serious right now that Wichita State last week fired their athletic director for not being on top of name, image, and likeness and having a collective to help support their men's basketball program. He was behind the times. They said, we got to find somebody who's on top of it. They flushed him out. So how the NCAA is now going to herd all these cats, I have no idea. Yeah, it is the uh, sort of the wild, wild west. I just don't know how they enforce it. I mean, do they have enough people to do that? No chance. No. I mean, they, Bill Self still hasn't been penalized. You know, there's there's college basketball guys out there that were part of an FBI investigation who still haven't been ruled upon, and that was five years ago, four years ago. Um, so if you wanted to to investigate, say. Tennessee for uh, promising $8 million to a high school junior quarterback, that investigation is going to take a lot of manpower, a lot of hours, a lot of boots on the ground, and you just don't have time for that. And by the way, all this money that the boosters uh, have to give to the schools, guess what they also have? They also have high-priced lawyers. And so I just I just don't see how this is – I don't see the end. I'm, re- I'm very curious, as everybody is, and I think we'll learn more – when SEC has their spring meetings in a couple of weeks, ACC is going on right now, and there's no doubt that Greg Sankey was on Capitol Hill last week. He's going to deliver some messages, and, and most likely he and the SEC will be out front of this and be the forerunners and whatever's next. You know, I keep waiting on to hear one of these schools have hired a financial advisor <clears throat> to help these players out a little bit. 
Well, they don't need to because the agencies are doing it themselves. So if you're CAA or any of these other major agencies, you're able to then get a kid essentially on your payroll and say, we're going to handle your, your name, image, and likeness, your sponsorship deals. And by the way, we've got plenty of financial advisors in the building, the same guys that advise Tom Brady can advise you. We'll make sure you pay your taxes on time. We'll do all of this for our, a nominal fee. And then guess what? When you're going into the draft and you're looking for an agent to represent you when your multi-million dollar NFL deal, Major League Baseball deal, NBA deal, uh, we're the same agency you've already been working with for two, three years. Uh, it just it makes sense from an agency standpoint to get involved early, and they've been allowed to do that. The, the fox is in the hen house in that regard. Well, let's shift gears. I, I brought you on to talk a little SEC baseball. Man, I've got a lot of passion for it, and you did su- such a great job covering uh, SEC baseball. Love uh, checking out the games you work and, and looking forward to this Tennessee-Georgia series coming up Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. Or should I be... The way the Vols are playing these days. Well, listen, you don't want to catch a great team when they're mad, um, and Tennessee's mad right now. They they lost their first conference series of the weekend of the season, I should say, last weekend at Kentucky. They lost in 13 innings on Thursday night and then had a rain delay and lost game two. They hadn't lost back-to-back games all year. And so what I think it is, and for those that aren't aware, Tennessee is the number one team in the country by large margin. As an example, just a couple weeks ago, there was a larger gap in the RPI between one and two, Tennessee and Oregon State, than there was between number two and number 25. That's how far in front Tennessee was from the rest of the pack. Okay, this is secretariat we're talking about. Um, What has happened since is they dropped the series of Kentucky. Their eyes are now open that in college baseball, if you lose two games in a weekend, you're eliminated, whether that's a regional, a super regional, or an Omaha at the College World Series. And so I think that probably put a pretty big scare into this team. And um, I would expect they come back with a vengeance, if they're championship worthy, which everyone thinks that they are. What's been the secret sauce for Tennessee? How have they put it together so quickly and risen to the top? I I know they're scoring a lot of runs. uh, lead the SEC and ERA, so they're pitching, they're hitting. But but what what have they done to, to jump to the top so suddenly? Well, Tennessee fans are going to be mad, but I'll, I'll mention this right off the bat. They they play in a offensive-friendly ballpark when it comes to the long ball. It was, it was really their undoing when they got to Omaha in that big ballpark last year. But what it allows, it allows a very good and deep lineup to be a threat one through nine with home runs. It's one of the reasons they lost to Kentucky this weekend. That's a bigger ballpark. The weather was bad. The ball wasn't carrying and they, and they looked, you know, it was a neutral ballpark and they looked certainly like it was, but their, their staff is amazing. It's um, full of first rounders. They've got Ben Joyce, who, who's not even their closer, buck, and he's hit one Oh four this year. He regularly pitches one Oh one, one Oh two. Yeah, 104. And that's not these made-up guns. I mean, now every you pitch in an SEC ballpark, this, these are legit measurements. Um, and he's not even a closer, right? So they have velocity uh, to and fro. They've got some regular college pitchers who know how to get guys out. Their, their staff is really unmatchable, especially this year in college baseball. What we've seen is that more big arms have been hurt this year than in, in recent memory. Maybe it's anecdotally, but... You know, you look at the draft projections, it seems like everybody's got a first-rounder out. Tennessee had one out. He's since returned. That's Blake Tidwell. Um, 
But their pitching isn't just elite, but it's also elite relative to all these other aces being out at places like Florida and Alabama and Arkansas. Um, and so they really, they really stand out when it comes to that. But one other thing to keep in mind with these big arms being out, it's allowed um, hitters with higher floors but lower ceilings to really have great seasons. Sonny DeShera is at Auburn. He leads the nation in hitting. He's, he was at 437 going into the weekend. We haven't had somebody do that in the SEC since Chris Burke did it back when he played for Tennessee. That's Of course, that's been a while. Um, but he came in from, from Sanford. He is a transfer portal guy who was a really good hitter in the Southern Conference and is now facing lesser pitching in the SEC than we typically see because we don't have 10 first rounders like like you normally it's like everybody's friday night guy in the sec usually a first rounder that's been cut about in half because of all these tommy john injuries and so um very good hitters that struggle against elite stuff are now having great seasons tell me about the tennessee head coach uh, getting paid a ton of money uh, really successful really fast i saw him earlier this year just uh, chest bump the umpire and yeah, got handed yeah, down this do four-game suspension against Alabama. Tell me about Tony Vitello. Tony Vitello is a great guy. If you wanted to go play around a golf or go have a beer, go hang out, he's single. He drives a Maserati. He lives in a condo and, you know, one of the high-rises <laughs> in downtown. Knoxville. He is living the life. He is an incredible recruiter. Um, that's, that's how Tennessee's gotten so good so fast. He was at Arkansas previously. He played at Missouri and recruited some of the great players that Missouri had was around with Jay Singler, who managed the Padres and Max Scherzer and blah, blah, blah. He is, uh, he is a bundle of energy. He's also a fierce competitor. And that's when he bumped the, the umpire and got a four game suspension and issue against Auburn last weekend where one of their guys hit a uh, go ahead home run in the eighth and bat flips are common in college baseball. So you're not supposed to get riled up about that, but the kid bat flip and his bat, you've seen this before, kind of, kind of helicoptered over towards the Tennessee dugout uh, just based on the bounce. Well, Tony picked it up and he threw it back at the Auburn players who were celebrating. He said, I, I was just returning the bat. He's got fire and he's got energy. And if you're a Tennessee fan, you love him. Uh, if you're not a Tennessee fan, he wears a black hat and he epitomizes kind of this brash arrogance of, of what is now this Tennessee uh, baseball program. It's it's great for television. I think it's good for the sport because it gets people interested. But it's very reminiscent on the big league level of what the Padres were doing, you know, celebrating every home run, grand slams left and right, Tatis and Machado and all these guys and just kind of throwing it in, in everybody's face. It's fine. I get it. Let the kids play. I love it. I think baseball should be more exciting. But you've got to be able to take it if you can dish it out. And so far, that's kind of been the, the ridge that, that Tennessee's walking right now, that, that razor-thin wire of being excited and excitable versus, I don't want to say playing the game dirty, but turning people off and upsetting people. Big series for Georgia. They'd like to do some damage, right? They've been fading a little bit here lately. Yeah, you know, everybody's had to deal with injuries, and Cannon was out for a, a week or two. He's their ace. He's going to be a big league guy for a long time. That's a really well-coached team that has a lot of pieces. And what we've seen in the in the SEC this year is outside of Tennessee, if you can just hold serve, that you're going to be in a really good place. And, and what I like about where Georgia is right now is that they, even though they, they don't necessarily have – you know, one standout guy who carries the load. It's more of a team effort. 
Connor Tate's had a good year. He's middle of the pack, hitting about 350, you know, good batting average. They got some guys who can score some runs, um, but they don't, they don't have big home run numbers. They don't have anybody in the top 10 there. The bottom line, Buck, is that when you compete in the SEC in college baseball, it's, it's no different than football or softball or gymnastics. If you can hang around and then you get to the postseason, you're going to be well-seasoned and you've seen big arms and you've played in big moments and you have an opportunity then to kind of flex on these other conferences that don't play the same type of schedule. A lot of conferences don't even play 10 weekends straight like the SEC does. Pac-12 has breaks. The Big 12 has breaks for um, unbalanced schedule and then for finals. No, it's, it's 30 games in a row, 10 weekends, three games against the nation's best, and that really prepares you well. And I think Scott Strickland, he, he knows it. He's taken a team to Omaha before. He knows how to prepare guys. I'm just so impressed how far the SEC baseball programs have come in such a short period of time. There was a, a day in time when, you know, I, I remember thinking, okay, Pac-12, that's where the great baseball is being played. But these facilities in the SEC, this is totally different these days. Uh, 100%. And, and it's why, in my belief, if, if nothing changes on the transfer portal and the NIL uh, front, it's why these other conferences are going to turn into feeder conferences for the SEC. I was just talking with one of the coaches this weekend, and I said, you're going to jump in the portal. Where are you looking? And he said, I'm looking everywhere, right? I, there's, there's nobody out there I can't get to come play in my $50 million stadium against the best of the best, where, by the way, all the scouts show up, all the teams want to see you play. Uh, even before the transfer portal, the SEC, and, and I think a large part of it was the SEC network and the television coverage. That's what the coaches tell us, at least. Um, the SEC did a great job making inroads in the West Coast. We have four shortstops from California or the West Coast that play in this league. You know this, Buck. Shortstops don't leave California, right? They stay right there. They play at Long Beach or they play at UCLA or they play at USC or they play at Oregon or Oregon State, and they make it to the big leagues. That's changed. They've seen what's available. They've seen Mississippi State Stadium with 15,000 people in it every night. Uh, they've seen Arkansas with 12,000 people in a, a berm full of coolers and beers and, and that experience. And a lot of them have seen it when they played in it. The, the last two non-conference opponents Mississippi State hosted in Super Regionals, Stanford and Notre Dame, they both left saying, wow, this is incredible. We've never played in front of crowds like this. We've never seen anything like this. And you don't until you make it to Omaha in the College World Series. Kids notice, parents notice, agents notice. Uh, so I think the SEC just kind of, they've got their anchor down and they continue to make a, a stronghold into finding all the, the best players in the country. And they end up playing down here. What's the next assignment, Tom? Uh, I got a weekend off. We got a big wedding this weekend. Jordan Rogers is uh, finally getting betrothed. Oh wow! So, uh, yeah, so that'll be that'll be a break out there. And then Aaron showing up. The... <laughs> I don't know who's going to be there, but like, I didn't ask. I got the invitation. I got my I got my suit picked out. That's that's all I'm worried about. All right. Me and Cole Kublick at the buffet table. If anybody <laughs> if anybody's wondering. Hey, great. We'll wait and see. And then the tournament's right around the corner. All right, great. Rest up. Have some fun. We'll look forward to seeing you back on there soon, man. Thanks for coming on today. Great to be with you, Buck. Be good, buddy. Tom Hart, man. He's dealing in SEC Network. You can check him out covering this college baseball scene, which is uh, winding down here right in front of us here. The season winding down. Two more conference series left. And good luck to the dogs up there in Knoxville over the weekend.
Let's get to a top five. The best in college football and the NFL. DT, what we got today, bro? All right, Buck, we're all over the place. We'll start with the breaking news this morning just coming down. Some people are excited about it. Are you looking forward to hearing from Tom Brady as the new Fox lead NFL analyst? Uh, well, yeah, sure. The GOAT? Yeah, I'm anxious to see what he's got. And he's he's going to get a pay raise when he retires. Uh, Buccaneers paying him $15 million this year. Yeah to be their quarterback and let me just say fox is going to pay him more than that yeah you had romo make <coughs> making what 18 million dollars a year that's uh, doing the gig uh basically a million a game that's what he's been getting paid imagine that it's not bad work imagine how much he just dis- dislikes his family life though i mean he spent a <laughs> month retired uh, in that month with his family he not not only decided to come back to the nfl but plan a career post nfl just so he doesn't have to be home with the kids yeah and reportedly his wife said after about a week look you got to go on back to work you're driving us all crazy he seems like one of those kind of guys i mean he's obviously extremely driven and probably doesn't feel right just kind of sitting around he's always got to be doing something yeah yeah he said where's the avocado ice cream Yeah, Romo, uh, $18 million a year. You know Brady's not making any less than that. I'm telling you. First, first deal right out of the raise. gate. Right yeah. out of the gate. All right. Pay raise from what he's making playing quarterback for the Bucks. Well, then Tony will want to pay raise, too. So. Aikman got him a big pay raise going to Monday Night Football. We're moving all around. Well, I, I, I just don't know if all that money is worth it because I don't – Personally, I, I don't tune into a game because Tom Brady or, or Tony Romo or whoever is calling it, but – Either way, let's move over to uh, college football here locally, Buck. Talking about uh, the Jackets a little earlier. Can Jeff Collins and the Jackets, or can, sorry, I should say, can Jeff Collins get the Jackets to a bowl game this season? Well, I saw a uh, Todd Stansbury, the athletic director at Georgia Tech, was telling somebody here mm-hmm. last day or two that he's expecting more in 2022. More wins, specifically. Yeah, more wins. So they've been winning about, what, three games a year? Uh, Three games over the last three seasons, yes. So can you get to a bowl game, basically, is is the translation that I see. You'd have to double your win total. And look at the schedule, man. You got Clemson right right out of the gate. You got Ole Miss. Go to UCF. Go to Pitt. You got Miami. Looking for wins. At North Carolina. At Georgia. DT, they're going to be lucky to win three or four games this season. That might be bad so this news. This could for be Jeff the, uh, the final year for Jeff Collins down on the flats, unless something crazy happens. All right. Well, let's turn that around. Give me some good news about Tech. Give me a potential breakout player for the Yellow Jackets this season. Uh, I don't have one. Oh, I got goodness. one for Georgia. Oh, okay. And that's Arian Smith. Ah, there we go. We'll flip it around. A lot of talk about the track star in Arian Smith. He was a member of a 100-meter or the 400-meter relay. I mean, this guy is picking him up and laying him down fast. He's explosive. One of the fastest players in college football. But, you know, I, I was at Georgia when we brought in a 100-meter guy, Mel Latney, who went to the Olympics as a 100-meter sprinter, one of the fastest guys 
on the planet. In the that's world. That's true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and look, Mel had trouble catching the deep ball. Isn't that a classic cliche of the, the wide receiver that runs really fast? Well, let me tell you, Arian Smith's not like that. No. He's explosive, he's fast, but he's a good receiver. He's got good hands, runs good routes. Not the typical track guy trying to play football. Tough guy, yeah. So just keep him healthy. If he can just stay on the field. A little bad luck, getting dinged up. A leg injury last year held him out. This guy could be explosive. He could be a breakout star in the upcoming season. Keep an eye on Arian Smith, man. I know I am. All right. Well, speaking of the Bulldogs, how about former Bulldog Sony Michelle signing with the Dolphins? How do you like that spot for Sony? Well, I like it because he is basically heading back home. He's from Plantation, Florida. That's where he played high school ball down there, right? Yeah, the Miami area. So I know he's thrilled about that. And you look at the Dolphins. They were actually, and I know this is hard to believe, they were worse than our Falcons running the football last season. That is hard to believe, yes. 30th in the NFL, the Dolphins were averaging like, uh, it's embarrassing to say how much they were averaging per carry. So I think those things, you're close to home. They need good running back help. Those things make it a good fit. They've got a room full of running backs, man. Uh, they got Mostert, who was playing out with Shanahan in San Francisco. They can just stay healthy. Uh, Chase Edmonds comes in from uh, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. They've already got Miles Gaskin on the roster. But I just like what Sony Michelle brings to the table. He's a solid pro and a two-time Super Bowl champion. Four yards a carry for his career, 4.2. Good number. 47 catches in his four years in the league. Good pass protector. This is a polished all-around running back. And the Dolphins, well, they, they obviously need some help there. Yeah, see him being a good guy to have in that kind of brand new running back room they have down there in Miami. I really love watching him at Georgia when I was going to practice. He could actually move out to the wide receiver position, run routes, and you would never know he was a running back. Yeah, I think that's what helped get him drafted so high. And no doubt. What added to uh, the longevity of his career. Well, we'll stick in the NFL, Buck, closing it up. And I want you to give Russell Wilson a grade for kissing up to those new Denver Bronco fans. How's he doing out there? Well, I give him an A. Yeah, is he doing a good job? I'm giving him an A. He, he always played to the crowd in Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> go home. I saw where he and his wife, Sierra. Yes. They just got a new puppy, and you know the puppy's name? Uh, Rocky. Uh, Bronco. Bronco. Okay, sure. Bronco. So they're kissing up to the Denver Broncos fan base. Got the new puppy, named it Bronco. Not Elway. Kissing up to these Broncos. I think it's a smart thing. I mean, you you got a new fan base. You got to win over. Got no problem with him going out doing things like this to make it happen. It'll be fun to watch him out in in Denver, especially in that entire AFC West. Yeah, and a lot of people will be saying there would be fun to watch Sierra coming to the games. (laughs) Doesn't bother me. No complaints here. So a uh, combined NFL college football top five today. There you go. On 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yeah, I love that segment, especially after an interview. It really picks up the pace. Tom Hart, what a great guy and what a talented broadcaster he is. I really enjoyed him. And uh, first time I uh, really realized that he was in the business, he was working the Braves. 
working in the Braves for several years. Yeah, he feels like kind of one of our guys. He's a local guy, it feels like. Yeah, and a really good dude. I think he's one of the outstanding young broadcasters out there working sports. I would agree. So with fun that. to have Tom on. Uh, oh, my goodness, we're late for the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, far side line, 15-10, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Glogley, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA. And by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Bulldogs in the National Football League. Doing some show prep for the show last night. And I ran across this article at UGA Wire. Uh, DT, you ever read this one? UGA Wire. I am familiar. And I believe Joe Vitale uh, wrote this one, and he was uh, updating the number of Georgia players now in the National Football League after the NFL draft. So you add 15 to the NFL, 15 draft picks, new modern-day record, and now Georgia, count them, 58 Georgia players in the National Football League. And I thought what Joe did was really interesting in that he was breaking it down position by position. Georgia with nine linebackers now in the National Football League, and that is a, uh, that's the most among the Georgia player uh, position groups. Nine, eight wide receivers. Georgia receivers in the National Football League that Pickens joined up. Big George. Six running backs out of Georgia in the National Football League. And if I had to say my favorite Georgia player playing in the National Football League, you'd probably think, okay, Baloo, we know where you're going with this. You're going with Matt Stafford. Well, actually, it's Nick Chubb. Stafford, Stafford's uh, 1B. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Nick Chubb 1A. It's just something about Chubb I really, really like. I think it's the, uh, the work ethic that he has. In the like, way he runs the football. I like the way that he doesn't talk. His words were uh, either, I think it was a Lamborghini doesn't have to advertise. So he just keeps his mouth shut and does his job. It's hard not to like Nick Chubb. And uh, Stafford, uh, the only Georgia quarterback in the National Football League. What? Now, I thought about Jake Fromm. Where's Jake Fromm? Isn't he on the Bills roster? I believe he was last year. I'm not yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I got to update that. Check in with that. But uh, Matt Stafford, obviously, Super Bowl champion quarterback with the L.A. Rams. Got that AT&T commercial now with that popular uh, girl. Seems like everybody seems to like that girl doing those AT&T AT &T commercials. And Matt does a really good job on that commercial. Love he and Chubb and, and really respect all these guys out of Georgia that are playing in the National Football League. 58 of them. Yeah, just about right now. <laughs> That's enough to field a team, Buck. All right, we'll come back, wrap things up. We'll chop it up as we end the show. Talk a little Braves baseball. It's the Buck Baloo Show. We're broadcasting live in the Battery Atlanta on Atlanta Sports Station. The fans, 680 and 93.7. It's the Buck Baloo Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Got two tickets to tomorrow's Red Sox Braves game. Come on, Sox! We want to give away right now. 404 231 1680, the number. We're going to bribe you or just, uh, you know, help you out for listening to the show today. Two tickets to tomorrow's Braves Red Sox finale. We'll give those away, DT, right now. So give you uh, give us a call and we'll get you in Truist Park immediately. Coming up tomorrow. In the meantime, though, I'm ready to chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. All right, we got a 7:20 start tonight at Truist. Game one: Braves and Red Sox. Red Sox coming in really struggling. 10 and 19. They're not scoring runs. I think the Braves got off to a slow start. Try being a Red Sox man right now. It's a little frustrating. Kyle Wright getting the ball for the Braves tonight. And he's been lights out, making his 20th career start. He's 3 and 1 so far this year. ERA 1.74. Kyle Wright, go get him again, brother. Red Sox are handing the ball to Garrett Whitlock. And he's a local area kid. He's from Snellville. Went to Providence Christian. And went on to UAB. Played some college baseball over in Birmingham. And what we're going to see out of Garrett Whitlock, a 6'5 right-hander, he features a hard sinker. In fact, that thing sits about 95. Mixes in a changeup and a slider. Whitlock getting the pitch in front of the home folks in this game tonight. Wanted to talk about a, a couple of the, the Braves trying to make it to the big leagues, and one of them is the outfielder Michael Harris, who is just off on a tear to the double-A season. You wonder when he's going to earn a promotion up to triple-A. Right now, double-A hitting 319. Hitting 14 games in a row. Keep an eye on Michael Harris making a move to the show. And Braves uh, score some more runs. We've won three of the last four games, 24 runs we've scored during that four-game span, averaging six runs a game. Don't you just love it? Looking forward to getting the Braves back on the TV here tonight. You can check all the action out right here on the fan, official home of the Atlanta Braves. Time for the final word. And wanted to give an update on my son, Rhett. I've had some people asking, uh, Baloo, you hadn't updated us on Rhett's condition First, let me thank everyone for their prayers and thoughts. 
We felt the love. Uh, Rhett was involved in a golf cart accident in our neighborhood. Uh, fell off the golf cart, hit his head on the asphalt, and scared the daylights out of us. And he is following up with doctors this week. We'll know a lot more. Fractured, hairline fracture on his skull. No contact for three months. And the high school, South Forsyth, started spring football yesterday. And Rhett, not able to be a part of that. But we are awful lucky that Rhett is still with us. Beware of the golf carts in the subdivisions. The danger is real, folks, I'm here to tell you. But Rhett's improving. And we appreciate you thinking about and praying for Rhett. Thank you very much. Nick and Chris coming up next. Thanks for hanging out on the Buck Baloo Show. For Nerney and Derek Thomas and Road Dog. have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody. Go Braves. Thank you, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.